Hello, good morning. How are you guys doing? I hope the economy has not moved you yet. <laughs> Please, we will not be moved. We refuse to be moved. Anyways, this week has been a very busy week for me. I've just, I think the busiest I've been in a while, in a long while. And well, I can't complain as long as you are making this money. So <laughs> I hope you guys are taking care of yourself anyways. So quick question. Have you ever thought about your birth order and its role in shaping your personality? The reason why I ask this is some time ago I had a conversation on my podcast with a friend and we talked about the middle child syndrome. The reason why is he is the middle child and I am a middle child. One of the myths surrounding the middle child is that we are excluded, we are ignored, we are neglected. And then we talked about little things uh, concerning the firstborn and the lastborn. After that episode, my friend hit me up and she said, Babe, you'd be shocked. <laughs> you'd be shocked the things I would tell you concerning the lastborn because she is the lastborn. You know how we always think of lastborn as people that are spoiled, people that are carefree, people that are just allowed to do whatever they like, people like the baby of the house. It got me thinking, okay, maybe I need to do my own research on this last born syndrome. Let me see what's going on. And so I went online, I saw, I read stories, I saw articles. It began to dawn on me that, okay, maybe it might all be a myth and we are all just bugging. Or maybe a part of it is true because i have a little sister and some of the things i read concerning the last born she definitely depicts some of those things so my friend proposed to come on my podcast to talk about the last born syndrome and i really can't wait to to watch her debunk all of these myths (laughs) i really wish her the best This is Brazen with Vanessa, and you guys, I'm happy to be back. Let's meet my friend. We are here, finally. Yes, we are. How are you? I'm fine, and you? I'm doing well. So I've been telling my people about you as far last board. Oh yeah, please introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Patricia Omogwain, and I am the last of six children. Yes, so. but, not, but not your regular last born, I can tell you that. <laughs> okay, Patricia, honestly, you got me uh, wondering, why? Why do you say that? What's, what's, what's the difference? Okay, um, I won't say it's a spectacular difference, but considering what I see on social media, what I read about last borns, Instagram, Twitter, and all the likes. I see people saying that last bonds are this, last bonds are that. And I compare it to myself and it doesn't tally. There's this general perception that a last bond is supposed to be spoiled silly. That's understandable considering you have the last one. You have older ones to run the errands for you and then while pinching you underneath like, okay, so you can't do this yourself. But Really, I think I maybe I wouldn't call myself rebellious though, but I think I grew out of that phrase on time. And I believe it all started fine. I was pampered, 
I can't deny that. But it got to a stage I didn't want to be pampered. And it started from when I was 10, if I can recall correctly. I I started being an adult when I turned 10. Because our firstborn then gave birth to our first child. So I felt kind of responsible as the her, her fiancé traveled out of the country. So she was living with us. So I felt kind of responsible, like a big sister, the one I never was. So I saw somebody I could take care of. So it gave me something to do. And even before that, I remember then my older ones, they want to go and fetch water. I want to fetch with them. You know, this feeling of, okay, you're a kid, you want to be an adult. And suddenly you are given the task of an adult and then you want to go back to being a child. Yeah, you just reject it. I don't want anymore. This is too hard. <laughs> I tell you, growing up is a trap. <laughs> but we all grow up. So I would always want to go with them and fetch water. My mom would be like, oh, with which head are you going to use to carry the bucket? I'll be like, I'll carry it anyhow, anyhow. And I'll be like, okay, well, give me a, a, a cup-like bucket to go with. <laughs> And just fetch, just to satisfy my curiosity, just fetch half something you can carry. And then before you know it, even the cup like buckets, you find out that half of the water had spilled before I get home. But the fun of it, the fact that, okay, my siblings were going out, I was going out with them. And then immediately I said, fetching water, I felt like, okay, they are doing dishes. Why can't I do the dishes? And my mom would be like, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm like, I want to do this. And then I do it fine. Then I go back and rewash them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me as long as I had done something. So when I turned 12, I'll tell my mom, I want to cook. I want to cook. I remember the first thing I learned to cook was Ogono. I would you try you. My sister, I'll enter the kitchen, see them making the Ogono. I'll be like, okay, what did they first put? Water. I'll go into the room. Nobody knew I was doing that. I'll go into the room, put it down, and come back out like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I look at the next thing that is going to enter the fire. I'll go back and put it. So when I had grasped the concept of Ogono, I told my mom, I said, I want to cook. And she was like, I remember what she used to tell me that she'd be like, if I have 300 naira to waste, I'll buy pepper and fish for you. Go and do it anyhow. And you know, that's the funny thing. I wasn't the only one being treated as the last one. We were six. So I was the sixth. And the fifth, my immediate elder sister, she was also pampered like me. The two of us were practically less in the house. Our job was just to sit pretty and wait for food. It wasn't going down well with me like it was for my immediate elder sister. I wasn't cool with it. I wanted to do something. And then I kept on pestering her. Mommy, I want to cook. Mommy, I want to cook. And she gave me stuff to cook still with and it turned out not great but not bad and she was like oh really well i'm impressed and from there she started aiding me in making one or two things and when i turned 15 i was the last one making food for the whole house weekends i Babe, cooked for- you said that was a trap you said for yourself <laughs> it was <laughs> I tell you, I cook for the whole of that. 
by the time I turned 15, weekends, nobody enters the kitchen with me. And you know the funny thing, my immediate elder sister wasn't even, she, she, she didn't care. Hazards to relax, eat, it doesn't concern her. So it went on like that. It gave me a kind of feeling like, okay, I'm growing up. And then I finished my secondary school. I finished when I was 17. And right there and then, helping my mom in the shop. She has a frozen food shop. So before I knew what was happening, my mom didn't even, she doesn't go to the shop anymore. It was just me. I need, I need to restock the shop. It would be me that would go to the market. She doesn't even care. Mine is just to get home and then I'll be like, how are sales? Okay, it was fine. I just give her the book for sales. Okay, this is what we saw. This is what went out. This is what came back in. She's like, oh, okay, good job. And that was it. They, they kind of stopped caring. Like, okay, she's a big girl. She can handle herself. They had this impression of, okay, she's trying to be independent. And truly, I was right from, right from secondary school days. I just wanted to be, just explore and do things your way. Immediately after secondary school, I was a teenage choir. And I went for rehearsals. Coming back, you know, now as a teenager, you see guys walking up to you, asking you out, and you feel like, okay, I'm fine. And then two guys walked up to me, and then we got talking till we got to my house. We entered the compound. We came in, sat at the balcony, and then uh, my terror of a father came out. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, no, he's not, he's not a terror, actually. He's just overprotective of his female yeah. children. So he came out and he had this face like that of a lion. And the guys were scared. Then they, they just pressed me. My dad was like, yes. What do you want? And I said, daddy, they are here to see me. And he said, so he saw the look on my face and the way I approached the matter, like, what do you want to do about it? And he said, hurry up and come inside now, now. <laughs> and then he went inside. And the guys were like, this, 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 we need to go, we need to, I, calm down, be coming down. Is it not my father? They sit down. They were like, no, they were not free. They had to leave. So I walked them out. I came back in and instantly I entered the living room the whole people were there and i told my mom i said want your husband mommy want your husband because i'm bringing them to the house now he's raising eyes i'll be going to visit them in their houses when their parents are not available and my mom shouted ah daddy you don't watch a daughter like that leave leave her let her be free let her bring her friends to the house when we can monitor the movement. If she goes to their house and there's no adults to watch over them, anything could happen. And all my sisters, they supported and it went like that. So I became free from them. I could do anything, but I wasn't beyond my, you understand? I wasn't going beyond my my boundaries. Okay. And when I turned, when I turned 19, my parents wanted to move from where they were to deep down, deep down inside Lagos. And my sister, our firstborn then, she, just because she lived a street away from us, you know, she 
the the kids were so used to us, especially me being the last born. And her husband had to come to my parents and told them that he would really appreciate if I could stay behind because it would feel somehow if everybody leaves and it's just the kid and they're so used to us that they were going to fall sick. And my, my parents were like, okay, cool. As long as her education doesn't stop. He said it wasn't going to stop and all that. So from 19, I moved out of my parents' house and I said, stay with my sister. But you know how things go. One thing lets the other, it wasn't all that rosy. Spent a few years with her and had to leave. So I left. Then I got admission into uh, the Polytechnic, Lagos Polytechnic, and then had to move out. Then it was my father had, he has a house in Isolo. Along the line, we were looking for a place to stay. Me, my sister were two that got admission into the uh, Lagos Polytechnic. We were two, my, the firstborn and myself. So we're looking for a place to stay and, you know, considering the budget with us, because we, since I left home, I don't collect, I don't go home for a penny. I was just sourcing for fun myself, doing one or two things. And then we're looking for a place to stay. And what we had was only going to afford a face me, I face you kind of house. And when my mom heard it, she was like, no, 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 no. How are you going to cope with the toilet, with the bathroom, with this, with that? No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Give us three months. Uh, the the tenant was about vacating the house. That we're going to move in there. And I told my sister, no, we're not doing this. We are getting our own place. Even if it's the uh, face me, I face you that's not conducive, who will manage. Why were you eager to start doing things on your own? Like, what was the push? Honestly, if I tell you there was a push, I would be lying. I think it was just, I don't know, maybe it was just a self-drive. I don't know. There was nothing, I, I can't, looking back in retrospect, I can't say this. I just knew I wanted to be independent of my parents. Okay. And the fact that, okay, when I left them, things were not, I say things happen. I see people offer me money for sex. You get the drift. So I'm like, okay, no, instead of going this route, why not try to make something for yourself to sustain you and not depend on anybody? Because then even staying with my sister, I couldn't, I wasn't free to ask her for money. I wasn't free to ask her. I couldn't ask her. I was just barely trying to survive on my own, find things to do. And the funny thing is, I I have maybe not friends really, maybe acquaintances who do stuff on their own and they are doing fine. So I felt I could. And then so many things happened when I left secondary school. Like that was when my brother had a, a business center where, um, he, he needed someone to run it. So I took over for him. That was the first thing I did before I started going to my mom's shop. So I took over for him. I would stay there with him. And then I had a friend, I had a crazy friend whom people used to wonder the correlation between us. Because we're, <laughs> I tell you, we're, we're, we're two different people entirely. 
she's this nasty girl that likes she likes guys okay i don't dislike guys don't get me wrong i don't or i didn't then but i just had this no 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 i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for this no I'm sorry. okay let me guess she was boy crazy yeah, <laughs> and she was a nympho she would tell me she couldn't do without sex in a day then okay we were i think we were about 21 okay i think we were about 21 then and she already had a two-year-old girl oh wow that's when she was 19 gave me some sub stories about how it came to be but that's by the way people will come up with stories so i don't even know she was that crazy i had a friend who came around to my shop that day i was just gisting she walked up so she was like i introduced them i phoned michael michael for me and that was it it didn't occur to me that it was immediately after michael left for me said she was doing only for michael to call me two days later i'm like that your friend is crazy I'm like what happened she said you won't believe she blocked me at the bus stop collected my number and today we just had sex huh. <laughs> <laughs> are you for real so i kept it but i didn't say anything if she wasn't going to talk about it so i was fine baby after all michael was just a friend it wasn't we're not attracted to each other, just a friend. So I was just like, this girl is crazy. And she kept on telling me, okay, she's okay. I think she was one of the reasons why I just wanted to do things my way, not depend on anybody. And when I was in school, when I was in when I was in secondary school, then I was like a tomboy. Okay. Everyone comes when you see them gathered, they're always talking about a boy. And when I get to their midst, let's have a conversation, and it's just about a boy. And yet, I don't have a boy issue to talk about. So it, it was it was repulsive to me. Like, can't we talk about something else? Let's talk about something productive. Even if it's just to just share experiences about, okay, this book I had seen, or I had watched, or I read, or this movie I had seen or something. But no, it had to be about a boy. And instead of pissing me off, like, okay, you guys couldn't do without guys. So I started moving on my own. And the funny thing is, and I said keeping male companies, Okay, these guys are talking about, let me be their friends, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just being that. I was just like one in their mix. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all, so there's no fun in it anymore. I've seen all their ups and downs. So what's what's going to attract me to them anymore? It went like that. And until a day I was in shop, my brother's shop, and then there's this customer that came to the shop he had always come to make calls like that. And then that day, he just he looked at me and was like, that your friend. The guy is, is a shy type. But oh. he, just because I, I didn't even know the, I didn't know the look I used to carry around then. I just knew I was always, for, I'm going here, that's where I'm going. I'm not looking left or right. So he told me, he said, that your friend for me. If I didn't know you, I would think you guys were better of a feather. Like, why do you say that? He said, because she's too wild. And she's going to rub off on you in a negative manner. I was like, what makes you think I can't rub off on aha in a positive manner? Me, like my older sister would say, she says, anybody, even if an 80-year-old woman an 80-year-old person stays with me. The person will pick my character instead of the other way around. I can't be influenced. I'm not, I'm not the one that gets influenced. So, 
And I told him, I said, I, I believe I'm in her life for a reason. Maybe to make a positive impact because she's wild. I know she's wild. Obviously, people won't, you, you can't see me moving with the wrong crowd. And even if you see me moving with the wrong crowd, you can't catch me in places that I'm not supposed to be. So I'm like, I just want to make an impact in her life. And I tried. God knows I tried. But you know, from one story to another, from one abortion to another, I had to, I had enough. I had to just cut her off. This guy, Moses, will tell me, he says, if not for the business center I was running, he wouldn't have been able to approach me. I have this unapproachable look. Like, really? He said, but well, when it comes to business, I'm friendly. Because now who doesn't want to make money? Fine, it wasn't my business. It was my brother. But that's how I'm going to run my business if I get one. You get. So I had to be approachable, to be nice to people. Specifically nice, even when they're being unnice, you know. But yeah. all the same, learn to tolerate and accommodate some excesses. A different tale will continue next week, Thursday. Until then, to our last ones out there, do you think people misjudge you? Do you think? The last born syndrome is a myth. And like Trisha, are you guys out there beating a path for your lives? Send me your voice messages. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and families. Remember that this podcast is going to be rebroadcasted on Precision Radio on Saturdays by 12 p.m. to 1 and by 9 p.m to 10 p.m so tune in listen the link is mixlr that's m-i-x-l-r.com forward slash p-r-e-c-i-s-i-o-n hyphen the dash above the ground and then radio r-a-d-i-o thank you guys once again for joining me and my guest we had a lovely guest today didn't we we're going to enjoy her again next week Thursday. Thank you, Trisha. Bye, guys. Bye.